time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. You're back with us once again on the Retirement Roadmap. Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller. He's a registered financial consultant, founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro. Glenn, thanks for being with us once again. How you been, sir? Doing well, Walter. You know, it's it's been a busy, hectic, uh, you know, few days, and um, you know, we're we're kind of starting into the the end of the summer and the beginning of the fall, and um, we're getting pretty excited about finishing up the year and you know, and, and and seeing folks and doing that end of year planning and things like that. So it's uh, we're we're gearing up for for the next quarter, so to speak. It's uh, screened in porch weather, I like to call it. My my favorite time of the year when we I could just live twenty four hours out on the screen porch, just loving loving life. You could just do everything out there. So. So this is there you go. This is my time of year. I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to that transition period out of that summer and starting to transition into the fall. I always love that time. Uh, well, we've got some great stuff on the way for today's program. We're going to be talking about uh, a simple topic: 401ks, but specifically about 401k weaknesses. Now we know that when it comes to 401ks, they can be the most powerful retirement savings tool at your disposal, but they certainly aren't perfect vessels. And so we're going to talk about some of the weaknesses that you should be aware of in your 401k and. Glenn, we're going to lump into this conversation things like uh, 403Bs, TSP plans, 457s, those kinds of things would apply as well? Sure. Okay. Sure. All right. Just for the sake of ease, we're calling it 401k weaknesses, but those similar plans will kind of fall into the equation as well. So one weakness we've identified with 401ks has uh, been administrative costs. What do we mean by that? Well, Walter, I mean, when you start thinking about employers you know, providing benefits to their employees, there's always some costs to them and whatnot. And and so not all 401ks are created equal right and some are some are a little bit more heavy in fees than others you know a lot you know, kind of a general rule but not necessarily always is the case but but more often than not if it's a smaller company sometimes they tend to be a little bit heavier in fees because they don't have the economies of scale that they that they're able to put those kind of plans in place uh, you know at a, at a at a good price or a good value so to speak you know and so you know you have to be thinking along the lines of is like well if you're paying fees what are you getting for those fees obviously you know virtually everything in this world you know operates some on some type of fees or fee structure. And so fees in an inherently aren't necessarily a bad thing. The question is, is what are you getting for the fees that you're paying? And so, you know, largely when we're talking about 401ks, it's normally a relatively limited menu that you get to choose from in terms of where you can place your money. You're not getting a, you know, an enormous amount of value in terms of choice. And so you got to be aware. It's like, it's like, okay, well, oftentimes you're going to get a match. And so you definitely want to go get that match. But then the question becomes, does it make sense to keep putting more money in there? You know, particularly if the administrative fees are high and you're not really getting anything for that. Are there some other places that you can put money outside the 401k that, that can help you save too? So it's just something to be aware of and always ask the question, you know, what are you getting for what you're paying? That's a great point. What do you get for what you pay? Keep that in mind throughout the conversation today, really, because the fees and the expenses and the costs involved with 401ks and those kinds of plans, that enters our conversation a couple of times here. Um, here's another critique or criticism or example of how a 401k type plan isn't perfect. And it's when it comes to mutual funds it kind of seems, Glenn, like you've got mutual fund options, but not really anything else that you can choose from inside of these plans. Well, that's pretty typical, Walter. I mean, occasionally you might find, you know, some that, you know, have, you know, something a little bit different. But, uh, you know, by and large, and most of the things that I look at when people bring in their statements and we start to look at well, what their choices are, it, it just it kind of is what it is. I mean, there, there's the typical, you know, uh, everybody's seen them, you know, the big cap, the, you know, the, the mid caps, the small caps, some international and things like that. And it 
and there's really you know just it's a, it's almost a one size fits all kind of scenario. It's just like you got to pick from this, and it's like well. You know, it's, it's almost like you're going to a restaurant and somebody took you to a restaurant that you didn't really like, but you're going to have to order off that menu. And it's like, maybe you want something else. And unfortunately, in that particular situation, you can't pick something else. And and so you have to really evaluate, you know, what, what are the offerings in your 401k? And does it make sense to, you know, to have an extreme amount of, of contribution to that? Or do you go after the matching funds and then maybe look elsewhere? You know, I mean, just be aware. It's just like, you know, just because it's a place to save money doesn't mean it's the only place to save money. So, you know, if you're if you're not happy with the choices or you don't get as much diversity that is, as you would like, then, you know, it's probably a, you know, a good time to start thinking about, well, OK, let me um, let me evaluate. You know, maybe it doesn't have to be only my 401k. Maybe it can be my 401k. I get the matching funds and then I use some other vehicles, too, which can also give you some other diversification and, and a lot of other different ways that other than what you would get out of the 401k. Yeah, that's a common complaint we've heard for sure. Lack of options inside those 401ks. There's some of the reasoning behind it and some of the other problems that it causes. Another identified problem of a 401k, uh, a weakness of that platform, would be limited asset classes. There's a buzzword in there, Glenn, asset classes. What do we mean by that? Is that not the same thing as mutual funds and nothing else? It's a little bit more nuanced than that, Walter. I mean, you know, there's the different types of mutual funds and whatnot. Like you say, I mean, more often than not, you know, most 401ks are just offering, you know, different mutual fund options. But, you know, sometimes it's like I say, we were just talking about it. Maybe they're offering, you know, an S&P, you know, 500 equivalent or, you know, or maybe, a, you know, a mid cap or a small cap and maybe a little bit of international. But, you know, there, there are some other things in there. Is there any representation of, you know, of any real estate or, or different, you know, maybe different sectors like health? healthcare or energy or different things like that. I mean, a lot of do-it-yourselfers, you know, um, or, you know, folks that work with other advisors, you know, want to have a little bit more diversification and be able to, you know, to pick some different sectors or to have some different variety and, and, and maybe even some of their fixed options. You know, I mean, there's, there's oftentimes some bond options, you know, which tend to be considered, you know, or at least described as, you know, safer places. But, you know, that may or may not be necessarily the case, especially if we're, if we get into a rising interest rate environment. We've been in a low, you know, in a falling interest rate environment for literally decades. And now it's like we're kind of like, you know, getting close if we're not already there to the bottom of where they can go. And as they start to begin to rise, then, you know, some of those uh, other options, again, that might cause, you know, some some challenges because as, as interest rates go up, you know, the, the price of the bond has an inverse relationship. And so sometimes those bond funds can be struggling when, when interest rates are rising. You know, we kind of just always kind of look at it and say, hey, you know, do you have have the variety of choice, you know, whether it be, you know, this type of mutual fund or that or asset classes, there's just a variety of things that you would want your your retirement savings to do for you. And, and you're going to certainly want to diversify it in, in a variety of ways. And just be aware, it's like if your 401k is not offering that, um, you know, all of the different ways that you would like to diversify or, you know, or, or, or make sense to diversify, then again, maybe it's like some money here in the 401k. And then there's maybe some other places that you can go outside the 401 401k with additional retirement savings. Great points there, Glenn. And that's the important distinction between just mutual funds and nothing else, but also limited asset classes to, uh, you know, cousins in terms of problems, uh, but different angles there for both of them. Uh, one other example of a 401k weakness, by the way, would be subpar conservative investments. All right. Give us the skinny on that. 
Well, Walter, we were just kind of talking about that, right? I mean, for a long time, you know, bonds have been, quote unquote, the conservative, you know, place for money. And, and you know, that that tends to be a, a truism. But again, it's like if the, the more we go into a rising interest rate environment, that will become challenging. Now, we've had we've had, you know, interest rates bumped up, you know, just a little bit ago. And then they've come back down. Obviously, the Federal Reserve has lowered rates. And, you know, and, and if anybody's, you know, kind of following that, the interest rates have dropped again. And so that's, you know, it's, it's an interesting development. Uh, but I think most people think that over time, they're going to begin to rise. And if we're there, we have to be thinking, is that going to be a really good place to be able to park your quote unquote conservative money in the long run? I mean, if you're going to be in that 401k for a long time, you know, what what are your choices? You know, and if you if you go outside of that and for the quote unquote conservative place, you might have, um, you know, what's called a stable value fund or a cash equivalent. And more often than not, I mean, they, they don't really pay any interest, maybe none at all, or maybe point, you know, point zero one or point one or something. I mean, it's, it's very, very de minimis, re, you know, returns. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because your principal's protected in that situation. And sometimes that's a good thing to be able to park some money in, in that type of fund. But you'd like to see more options there of, of you know, how can, how can you get decent returns and still not be taking, you know, a large amount of risk. And occasionally I'll come across there's an option in, in a 401k plan that gives a fixed interest rate that's, you know, that's, that's two or three percent or something like that, but that's pretty rare. And so when when you're looking at that, and if you need to have some money that, that's positioned a little bit more conservatively, again, you know, we kind of look and say, well, you know, just realize and just that the 401k is not the only place you can save. There are other places to look. And, you know, and of course, that's what, you know, that's one of the things that we help folks do is, is to, is to look at what all their options are and how to diversify, you know, and, and, and give themselves, you know, the, the asset classes and the ways to position their money that's going to serve them the most and the best, you know, going forward. And oftentimes, you know, we have to look to other places besides just, uh, just a limited, you know, choice 401k. So, just, you know, open, open your up your mind to the possibilities. And, you know, that's something where we can kind of sit down and, and have a conversation about, well, you know, where are you in life? You know, how close are you to retirement? And, um, you know, what, what would be some other ways that you could start to position yourself to get ready for retirement and, you know, and, and make your money start working for you in the way that you want it to be working for you? All great points, Glenn. What do you do to uh, suggest to somebody if they have most of their money in a 401k or 403b or one of those other plans that we mentioned a little earlier on in the show, and they, they didn't realize that it had some of these deficiencies or they're just not quite sure, you know, I guess what we've covered all of these weaknesses, but it's kind of like a, a so what thing, like that's where all my money is. Do I have any other options? How do I, how do, sure. I do something different? Because I think a lot of people kind of view the 401k as sort of the, oh, it's my only option really. I mean, that's what a lot of people do. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only place to go. I mean, there's there's a wide variety of things that you can do. You can be a do-it-yourselfer, you know, and then look and see what's out there, you know, with IRAs. You, you, know, you can, you know, look to the insurance world. You can look to, you know, an advisor. Maybe that advisor is only in the markets. Maybe they're only in, in the insurance. Or maybe there's somebody like myself that, that, that looks at, you know, looks at the whole spectrum of what's available. And it really just kind of depends on where you are in life. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that we can, we can look at doing. And, you know, when we're looking at how much are you contributing into your 401k, if you're putting in more than more than just the, you know, the, what, what it takes to get the matching funds, then there's certainly other possibilities to do almost, you know, almost regardless, no matter who you are and no matter how much you're making, there, there are, there are things to look at and that, that might be, um, you know, very, very favorable places to start positioning some money. Another thing that you can start thinking about too is, is, you know, 
how old are you? You know, if in most cases, if you have a 401k and you're in, in that current job and in your current 401k, if you're 59 and a half or over, you're actually eligible in a lot of time in a lot of cases for what's called an in-service distribution or an in-service rollover, where you can actually roll funds over and out of that 401k into an IRA, and then you can open up just the possibilities of doing any number of things that you would like to do um, as you start to position yourself towards retirement. Very oftentimes, there's a whole lot more options than what you think. There's a um, there's a statement I like to make, especially when I'm teaching courses and, and workshops and whatnot, is is that you don't know what you don't know. Right. I mean, if there's something that's outside of your awareness, it's just simply a blind spot and you can't know about something that you've never heard of or that you're maybe you've heard a little bit about, but but you haven't really explored all the different options that you have. And of course, it doesn't hurt to just, you know, to get a second opinion and say, hey, what's my situation here? Do I have any alternatives? Most of the times the folks that don't think that there's any alternatives really haven't asked that question in earnest and, and look to see what else could they do and you know and possibly you know give somebody like myself a call and say hey let's you know can we do an evaluation and just kind of look and see where i am how am i doing you know are there are there other choices for me and and would it make sense for me to make other choices or am i just as well off to just stick where i am sometimes it is to stay where you are but sometimes it's not sometimes it's like hey there's other choices here and maybe we should start to think about you know what you know how you can reposition some things starts with a question and a thought and leads to a conversation and and obviously you know a consultation is going to serve you probably pretty well, particularly if you've never had that kind of a conversation about how do I start making that transition from from my accumulation and saving years to preservation and distribution for my retirement years. Well, if you want to get that free consultation with Glenn Mosseller, here's how you do it. Pick up the phone, give him a call at 336-291-3535. That's the 336 area code 291-3535. Or from your computer or smartphone, go down to greensbororetirement.com. At the bottom of the page, you'll see the free consultation button there. You can click on that to schedule your time to meet with Glenn here in the near future. Just go to greensbororetirement.com and look for the free consultation button. And you can have a conversation about your 401k or your 403b or one of those kinds of plans, how it fits into your overall portfolio and your overall situation, and what are some of the best moves for you to make going forward as you consider retirement and your future. Again, greensbororetirement.com or give a call, 336-291-3535. Glenn, thanks for the time on this week's show. Enjoy the conversation with you, and uh, we'll look forward to another talk next week. Fantastic, Walter. Talk to you then. Join us each week for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. For Glenn Mosseller, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you soon.